I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Swapcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to the elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torrent Strait Islander peoples today. We're talking again about Welcome to the Swapcast Podcast, the world's only podcast dedicated to body swap movies. I'm your host, Paul Mitzi, and with me we have... Brendan Levi. And fresh from a bout of COVID... Broderick Cordes. In today's episode, we'll be breaking down the 2017 Italian romantic comedy, Wife and Husband, aka Husband and Wife, aka Mogli e Marito, where a couple on the brink of divorce swap bodies thanks to a science experiment gone wrong. But before we get into that, just a reminder that we absolutely love hearing from our listeners and we welcome film suggestions for future episodes. So please reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram. Send us an email at theswapcastpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support our show, reviewing us is the best way possible. So to say thank you, if we reach 100 star ratings on iTunes and Spotify, we will finally fulfill our fans' most common request to review Face on to wife and husband. We have covered a few body swaps on the show that have taken place between a couple. Most notably, Dating the Enemy, Swap Me Baby, and Family Swap. So my question is, did this add anything new or profound to that concept? And to Broad, as someone who, ha- who wasn't part of any of those episodes, mm-hmm. did this film and its concept feel fresh or interesting to you? I don't know if fresh or interesting is is the right thing for it. I think if my thoughts on this movie are that it it had an objective and it did it and it did it pretty well. It sort of did it competently. It's one of those movies that is neither so interesting or good that it's like great and you want to like shout its praises, nor is it so awful or terrible that's like you've got heaps to say about it. I think my, my biggest worry about talking about this film is that it's just kind of so, like, in the middle that there's not mm-hmm. a heap to say. It makes it unremarkable almost in how, like, yeah. fine it is, is my general feeling. It's absolutely competent. I think, like, performances are good. I think the general idea is fine. Like, nothing about it stands out as being particularly inspired or new or fresh, even as someone who doesn't review you know, these sorts of films uh, as on a podcast all the time. Um, but it's not bad. It's just not <laughs> remarkable. And that's like <laughs> when we've watched films like Mama Boy, which is yeah. horrible, but also yeah. remarkable because of that. It, I <laughs> yeah. don't know how to place it, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, you're not wrong. This movie is very much a competent swap film. Like yeah. it, 
it hits the notes, uh, does everything that a swap film is supposed to do. There is one aspect that is unique and almost makes me want to say this isn't a swap film, but I feel like we'll yeah, get to that uh, something a little I like about, Actually, something I like about I like it's like when it comes to the, how these things happen, the magical things that occur... I kind of yeah. liked that it tried to ground itself a little bit in its idea. I, I actually appreciate that. I agree. It almost isn't a sort of film, yeah. I was surprised going into this film. I didn't expect it to put that much effort into the actual mechanics of the swap. Mm. And films that we've watched that have been much loftier in their goals have put a lot less effort into the swap mechanics than this one did. I think part of the reason is, though, is because its actual message or its themes are related to explaining the swap yes. directly and, yes. and, and what occurred. Mm. It, it actually sort of ties into the, the theme of the entire movie, yeah. And while those aren't, like, outstanding or new no. or saying something that went, made me go, wow, like, that's such an insight to the human condition, uh, at least it was, yeah, it followed a logic yeah. and the themes intertwined and, like, yeah. yeah. So once again, like it's it's hard to say that it's it's something remarkable, um, other than the fact that out of all these shit movies we watch, it is a- at least able to follow um, how to make a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I have to agree. Like it, it was very competent. It didn't do anything outrageously wrong, but I also, you know, wasn't overly emotionally invested in it or mm. you know i didn't really laugh that or at all really and it says it's a comedy on the um the, the genre rings i don't think it's much of a comedy <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, does, it does feel very dramatic like mm. throughout it's not it's not like a full of like broad like gags and stuff like that no yeah and i think i think this is definitely a film that suffers if you've watched all these movies like yeah it's watching (laughs) like like there is nothing in this film really in terms of sequences in terms of ideas that we have not seen seen. yeah in other swap films like we've seen every joke in this film even in the like the small batch i've watched with you guys like boy meets girl which is one of the worst things you've made me watch ever which is saying something (laughs) by the way yeah um (laughs) The, the the thing about like her being a reporter in that and her being a TV anchor in this one is like it's it's almost the same thing and like so yeah. much of the blokey walking in heels thing which I know obviously happens a lot in other swap films but like mm-hmm. if I've seen it a million times guys you guys have seen it a trillion times like it's seen it I remember I like thinking back to early days of this show where we were like oh you know it's really interesting how they show like. What would it be like if you had experienced a period for the first time? Blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, how many times have we seen someone get a period in the wrong body? Like, actually, the question I had was, how many times yeah. have you guys seen the period thing? I'm surprised to hear it's as, as many as it is. And two, yeah. the breastfeeding thing, because there's a bit where that both of those little moments felt fresh to me um, mm-hmm. as someone who hasn't watched me swap films. Yeah, I think the breast breast breastfeeding that's new. That's new. Uh, we've because we've had a pregnancy swap, but um, yeah, we I don't think we've had a swap while the person was breastfeeding. Yeah, I so, thought that was interesting. Oh okay, yeah, that's the guy a new one. And Mama Boy didn't breastfeed. No, <laughs> no. 
<laughs> but um, definitely the period thing is something we've seen over okay. and over again. I think this is a lot more tasteful than a lot of the other period swaps we've had. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, one that I can think back on, um, Sex, was it sex Trip? Sex Trip. Is that the name of it? Sex, With his, like, I think blood was, all over the walls. Yeah, like, it literally is, like, a crime scene. blood everywhere. Um, this is a lot more tasteful. Um, I think this is the first time we've ever had someone who is inserting a tampon into their original body with their new body. Right. Like, yeah, that's something new, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is it, Can we praise this film for that? I don't know. Is that something to be I mean, praised? it's not nothing. <laughs> let's, let's, uh, let's get you to go over this incredibly competent and mediocre storyline, Paul, in 30 seconds. Okay. I, I reckon you can do it, Paul. Can I okay. can I coach you a little bit in this? Because okay, I reckon okay, you can okay. do it, and I've been listening to these a lot. I reckon there are yeah. two things you can do you that will get you in thirty seconds. Act one, number one, <laughs> don't start. You're going to hate me for saying this. Don't start with so, which takes up about three seconds at the start. Everyone, I'm like, that's ten percent of your time gone. <laughs> number two, just don't start. Don't put so much emphasis on the. On the start, just get to the point real quick. Don't it's you set always the first act that holds you back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my coaching. Okay, I want, okay. I want you, you to get know, there because I believe, much, trying to, I trying believe to do in you. Saying, and then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these are all things that are very easy to say. <laughs> sure, <laughs> in practice, when you're on the fucking I spot, agree. I agree. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would attempt it too, except I've got I got COVID brain right now. I'm surprised I can even talk okay. about it. Yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> All right, uh, someone, someone count me in. Well, now you've got all like our criticisms <laughs> on your head. You just, <laughs> why did Brendan <laughs> say that? <laughs> As well. So you got like two things, but this movie was simple. So I, want, I, want, I want him to do it. I believe in him. That's the thing. He's got I just wanted it. to say something. <laughs> 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 all right, you ready? Three. Two, what? There's a married couple with two kids. They're arguing all the time. He's a scientist and he has a machine that can swap your thoughts. He forces his wife to use it, but actually swaps their brains. Then she has to become a scientist and he has to be in her body being a reporter. They fuck up each other's lives, realize the reason why they hated each other in their marriage by being in each other's shoes, and then they reconcile and then um, they uh, swap back and they live a happy life. The end. The end hey! Yes, I knew it. I knew it. You were sort of lost it. at the end. You're like, oh wait, I've done the movie. I've got uh, time. <laughs> I live happily ever have after. You, the end. Have you considered done. being a professional coach? <laughs> Maybe a professional podcast coach. If I'm if I'm good at one thing, Paul, I found over the last six years, I'm good at critiquing. So I can tell yes. you what needs to be fixed. <laughs> well done. I also heard one then and then. So I know. Was, I was, was very was impressed with that. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, I guess uh, something we always criticize bad body swap films for doing is not having an arc mm-hmm. or for the characters and not having a reason for the body swap. <laughs> like, what are the characters learning by swapping? And I think that's something this film actually does pretty well. Like, it, it sets up this premise of this married couple that aren't listening to each other and have all these deep-seated resentments against each other and they don't understand each other. And then by going into each other's bodies, they gain that understanding. Um, do you do you feel like 
it, this film did a, a good job in that respect? I think the opening scene is quite strong for that reason. It's also, again, it it does two things. It represents the, the strength of the film, which it, it's like mm-hmm. from a competent screenwriting perspective, it's there, but it's also doing everything we've seen a, a million films doing before. So, like, the idea of um, a marriage counselling session is about as played out a scene as I can think of. But as far mm-hmm. as I can tell, because it also wasn't in English, it was in Italian, I was trying to keep up with the dialogue via subtitles, but it felt like the performances were very strong. Like the the clearly set up relationships, um, their dynamic, their perspectives on what was happening and why their marriage was falling apart. I thought by the end of that opening five minutes, I was like, you've summed up perfectly. I understand where they're at and hopefully what the trajectory of the film is going to be. And then the film does that. It's hard to argue it doesn't really. So, yeah, I think it, it does... Has the arc that we we're frustrated when it's not in films. Like I was frustrated it wasn't in the Mario movie. Not that's a swap film, but go on. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to bitch about that movie with you as well. But, um, <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Finally, someone. The entire uh, you know human race has rejected me, so I don't have a a husband or a wife, whereas you two <laughs> do. <laughs> so having that perspective, did you find this film like relatable at all? Could you relate to the struggles of their relationship? I guess so. It feels like it's it's very dramatic in that way that I feel like I'd be like saying something too personal if I was to actually say, yeah, these are the fights me and Katrina. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, uh, yeah, I don't, no is my answer, actually. It's like, I I guess in the sense that these characters are a bit older. I think they're in their 40s. They've been married for 10 years. Steph and I are about to have our first kid. We're meant due to be married. We're due to be married this year. We're now being pushed that to next year because of that kid. So we're in different places. Yeah, we've lived together for five or six years now. Yeah, that's marriage. It's kind of, well, (laughs) in that sense, then the no is the answer. Like, it isn't relatable, particularly, um, I think. But I, I just think that's because. I'd like to think my relationship is healthier than, than these ones are. <laughs> um, but also yeah. maybe it's just we're not at that stage in our lives where we've had kids that or yeah. our professional lives are in the same sort of place that these are. But I think you, I think there's truth in what they're saying, especially this idea of like them both not listening to each other or being absorbed in their professional lives. And the others, the partner not doing a good job of like recognizing that to the point where they start to resent each other. That mm-hmm. seems true to life and certainly something that I think we're all guilty of sometimes. I think they did both were pretty shitty to each other. Like, especially, you know, she's at this point in her career where she's gotten this giant promotion. And, and he could and, give a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, she's, like, <laughs> literally, like, I'm on TV today. And he's like, okay. <laughs> what doesn't even watch it. Like, I'm sorry, let's be fair. He's, like, fucking created a machine that can transfer brainwaves. <laughs> Like, she's doing a talk show. <laughs> <laughs> so, you think he's justified in ignoring Oh, no, her. absolutely not. I'm just saying. <laughs> if we're, like, talking about, like, what's going to wow this guy, <laughs> I would just say his uh, his machine was a bit more impressive. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe this is your future you're seeing into here, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going to happen to you based on the way you dismissed that. I'm going to spill a cup of coffee on... <laughs> no, but to be honest, Katrina's the one that's going to be making the brainwave machine or the talk show host. Yeah, maybe. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm gonna um, have a talk show about feminist issues. <laughs> we we have one. It's this show. What is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was trying to figure out actually something I didn't understand, and maybe I was just not keeping up with it in the with the subtitles or whatnot. And having COVID. I just couldn't read them that fast. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 it was a fast-talking film a lot of the time. It actually was hard to keep up at times. But the um, the in terms of his funding or whatever, I, uh, th- there was a whole thing about the divorce. That, mm-hmm. like, she was going to take him to the cleaners or whatever. Or the, she'd spoken to a lawyer who said that, etc. And, mm-hmm. like, she was apparently the earner in this relationship. And he really wasn't, even though he was a brain surgeon yeah or like or, i didn't quite understand and maybe that and that's true yeah. that certain places in the world you the the wage for someone working in like medical professions you would think would be higher than they are like i know in the u.s like it's not necessarily as lucrative a business as it might be if, if you're like working as a private surgeon or something like that in australia mm-hmm. um so that could be part of it too i might not be as it might be different there to here but it did feel mm-hmm. like Based on the sort of work he was doing, he should be able yeah, to but like, still, right? like, yeah. Brains, I thought it's, even with his it. research, like, yeah, it still felt like he should probably be able to contribute to the the household income. Um, but then suggesting. We, but then we find out that he was actually taking his money and, and investing, fun- it. F- funneling it into the brain swap. Gotcha. Machine. Okay, so that was the yeah. thing. It was like she was she was bringing the money and he was putting into that stuff okay yeah, i thought it must yeah. have been it must have been that it still felt like a, a little weird that he like she'd been propping up this household this four person family two kids two adults on her own yeah. as like i don't know behind the scenes person at a tv studio that does morning tv i wasn't really sure what the go was there. it seemed a little uneven but anyway that was just me but there's this whole like subplot with at his work where this other like evil doctors trying to like take his research and claiming it that it's his own and like the the uh like grumpy head of the hospital doesn't want to like acknowledge who's really done the research Mm -hmm. and it was all very like unnecessary (laughs) yeah (laughs) and didn't feel i don't know genuine in any way yeah because it's like uh, it's like overnight i'm gonna teach you how to (laughs) To be able to be convincing that you know, like... Neuroscience. Neuroscience, yeah. Yeah, I think if it's a comedy, it's like you need to put it in that basket because it's cartoony in a couple of places. Mm -hmm. Like, Charlie's a little cartoony, even though they try to ground the idea of, like, how that machine works. The bit with the doctors stealing research from each other is cartoony. The, Mm -hmm. um... the Even the stuff with the... that you could legitimately, like, well, I have the machine, so therefore I was the creator, like... (laughs) That's yeah. that's really unconvincing as a the, the stuff with the TV show, extremely cartoony, but like not outright comedy. It didn't feel like it felt. It didn't feel like mm. it was leaning in that direction hard enough. But you, because it's silly in that way, you have to like put in that basket. I think. I yeah, because you have this yeah. like dramatic elements, and then like <clears throat> for some reason, as soon as he's on television, he becomes like the biggest bloke. Yeah, <laughs> he, mm. yeah. Or he's just, like, sick and tired of everything. He sits with his legs open and he's, like... Yeah, Yeah, that's an element just, for me, it's, like, not not being aware of, like, your positioning your legs is one thing. It's another thing to, like, when you're on television, even if you were... If I was wearing a skirt, I'd be aware of my balls hanging out. So, why would I be aware of my vagina? But can you imagine if this guy, if he, still in his own body, was on television? Is that how he's going to sit... 
to talk to somebody. Is that how he yeah, sits? Yeah, he wouldn't be all yeah. slumped over. Yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's yeah, not what still, you would he's, do. He's not a bogan. He's a yeah. neuroscientist. Yeah. Exactly right. He is going, he's mm-hmm. at a meeting, right? He's going to stand, you know, sit upright. He's going to be attentive to the person he's talking to. He's not going to be behaving that way, which is the bit that makes that whole... He needs to be a slob in real life, but he wasn't. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. I think that's what robs those scenes of comedy. Because if the character was making a genuine effort to fit in and was still failing, then that's funny. If the character is purposely not giving a fuck, that's not funny. Mm-hmm. Like absolutely, comedy. So the best comedy is grounded in character, and when they're n- they're not actually the character at that point, they're just the mm, stupid characters. joke. It's not funny anymore. It's just yeah, silly and clowny. And, and the fact that the the TV station let those segments go on and on and on, no mm-hmm. matter how much bullshit was happening in them, and then had episode after episode where it's just like, this is a terrible show. All right, yeah. see you all tomorrow. <laughs> and then the implication that the ratings were going up, yeah. the worse the show was getting. Um, just, I thought they were yeah. saying purely because she had her legs open. That's why the the ratings went up, right? Oh, really? I, I yeah. think is that was that, part of like, it, yeah. I'm not- They were like, bold move, but it worked. I'm not a straight man, obviously, but is that sexy? Like- no. A girl with like pantyhose <clears throat> spreading her legs, like is that a thing? No, or? and this is why what you're saying is like if he was making a genuine effort, but just kept doing these things that he wasn't aware of, like mm. just cut, mm-hmm. like was too comfortable, his legs were open towards the camera, right? Mm-hmm. And it was enough to give a peek or whatever. It was embarrassing, but it wasn't like intentional, a, a, as ridiculous mm. as it was in the thing. Then that would actually kind of track. But and it's so over and, the top. That and they ludicrous. actually did pull off that joke in the opposite. When she's in his body, she's friendly to the babysitter. Yes. The babysitter then interprets that as flirting and yes. then yeah. he's in love with him. Yes. I quite like um, that. That was an interesting, like, a he's aware of this. Like, that, that, that argument that, that they, they tried to come to some sort of compromise. The only babysitter you've liked out of a hundred that we've thinged. Mm-hmm. I knew this, but we weren't going to get rid of her. So, I had to just try and, like keep it cool and then you mm. she does this one time she's nice to her he's not he's she as him is nice to her yeah i thought that mm. was really actually quite interesting moment i was more like you know they had the the whole like being terrible at a job on tv was like one thing but then to literally like punch out <laughs> a worker like someone who worked on the show and that they were mm. returning to work every day after that i'm like <laughs> wow <laughs> It's different in Italy. There are impassioned people. You can just punch people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which, once again, totally out out of character of the neuroscientist that we saw. (laughs) That he was just like, you know, popping people on the streets. So, this is the second film where we've had someone swap into the body of a surgeon. So, the first one was like father, like son, and this one. And both films have avoided the scene that we want, which is for the person to actually try to do a surgery on someone. Do surgery and kill someone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fumble their way through brain surgery. Yeah, that's comedy. That is comedy. (laughs) And, like, it's just sitting right there, ready for you to do. How do you feel about, like, there was so much time spent, they really tried to avoid going to work. They, yeah. I think it's ridiculous that she's like, no, this is my big opportunity. You have to go in and completely fuck this up. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> even though, because you, you're not capable of doing my job here. But then it's like, wear the bandage on your hand. Say you've got dequa veins, like legitimate syndrome. It means you can't do surgery or whatever. I was like, that correct. That's what you do. Yeah. You say yeah. you're sick and can't go to work. Yeah. Um, like every effort up until the point of forced to go. And I thought was quite good. There's so many of these movies that we watch where they don't even try to not go. Like they're like, okay, well we swapped, uh, I guess let's go to work or let's go to school. And every time we're like, why, why would you do this? <laughs> this film puts a lot more effort into the mechanics of the yeah. swap and they're trying to actively swap back the whole time. And we find out eventually that they technically haven't swapped mm. that because the the machine that he was using was supposed to be like a mind reading machine as uh, swapping your thoughts to someone else. And this just swapped all of their thoughts and memories to the other person and was kind of like, like overshadowing. Over. Yeah. Copied yeah. the thoughts over rather than uh, a swap of actual bodies. Yeah. So they're really in their in their body somewhere. They've just been overlaid with everything from the other person. And I uh, the film's positing that what makes you you is your memories and thoughts. Yeah. So this was like the most interesting thing about the film because I was like, oh, is this a swap? And then I was like, well, when I watch other films, what 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 am I considering is happening? Is there? A swapping of the soul? Is this what it is? Yeah. Like, is it a legitimate, like, removal of memories and put into someone else? Can a data transfer of memories be considered? So, I found it much more interesting to think about the swap in this than anything else that the movie does. I guess, like, if we go by the films that we've watched, it was the swap mystical or scientific? Well, and it's if- still a cup of coffee, like, <laughs> spilt on a machine. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that somehow made it do miraculous things. I think there's a little, uh, a little on the magic side. Weird science magic. How about that? I, I think, I think it is. Uh, I think you have to, at least by the the rules that this is suggesting, that what makes you a person is your memories and experience. Then they are. They have swapped who's who. Like all of us, it, it's interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a swap of personalities. It's not a swap of minds. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, it's like they have were, become each other. It's like if they, you were to go into like a teleporter. It's not like you come out the other side. It's just you get like melted and yeah. then your molecular structure is rebuilt on the other <clears> side. How do you it's feel like, about that with like Star Trek? Like <laughs> yeah, every time you get into died. one of those things, you die <laughs> and they replace <laughs> you with a copy of yourself. Yeah. And I've, from like- me sitting here, that's fine because I'm not going into it. And the people coming out are an exact replica. So, it doesn't yeah. affect me any. But I'm not going in one. Exactly right. <laughs> but that's what it was going on. But then that made me wonder, did they, like, because I was too tired. I, like, watched this at, like, I finished it at, like, 1 a.m. And I had to work at, um, be at work at 6. So, I, like, really didn't have much time to steal it. But if they're in their bodies already and the other person has learnt a lesson, mm-hmm. but that person isn't actually in that body. Did they actually learn their lessons? So, that's... So... They learned the- them for them. <laughs> Theoretically, <laughs> I guess, when they... I, well, that's the question. Are they just going to remove that top layer or do they sort of put a layer back on top of well, the yeah, layer? Is, like are we adding a third layer 
when they do it at the end. And so they get those oh, memories like back. A, an update of the memories. Correct, right? Because mm-hmm. otherwise you're right. You are only learning it in one direction. Because um, then, but then they've got the exact memory. So they're actually like the, uh, the same person now. Like they're which not even. Is the ending in the movie. To become one. They turn around, they say mum, and they both turn around. Yeah. The kid says mum, and they both yeah. turn around. Uh, which I actually hated that. I always hate that. It's like it's setting up for a sequel <laughs> or you want to leave a fucking Inception <laughs> ending. Fuck that shit. I hate that. Yeah. It's like but a Black the- Mirror ending, really. <laughs> Yeah, but but if you think about it, it's kind In of like way, the yeah. science of what happened is they kind of are each other at that point. Like they are, and I yeah, think thematically as well, it says a lot. Yes, like, about them learning about the, each other, what makes each other tick, and they have a deep understanding for each other to mm-hmm. the point where they are each other at this point. So it's not the worst. It's it's. It, superficially, it looks like a terrible ending. I think ultimately, it, it lines up with the. Um, with the themes pretty well. It looks and feels and plays out like um, a safe film that's been, you know, budgeted by a uh, film corporation. <laughs> like a, <laughs> and, yeah. But it does have some interesting ideas. Yeah. All right. So you heard what we thought of the movie, but how attractive did we find the cast? Now it's time for Hot or Not. Take it away, Brod. Are they a toot or a boot? Are they ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. Ding. Ding. Everyone is beautiful in their own way. way. Thanks for making me do that with COVID voice. I really appreciate that, No worries. That's for for the criticisms (laughs) at the start, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Fair enough. Um, So, let's start with Kazia Smutniak as... I'm sure I pronounced that wrong. Uh, as Sophia, the wife, the titular wife. She Is she really uh, 45 in real life? I highly doubt it. She's a very attractive um, lady. Yeah. She um, she actually reminded me of Helena Bolham Carter mixed Ooh. with Monica Bellucci. If you put those Ooh, people in a blender. That's an interesting mix. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she's she's quite stunning. I agree. Um, yeah. They were everyone that was telling her she was hot was was right. Unfortunately, they decided to put a scene in where he in her body gives herself himself a haircut. And that wig that she's in for the rest of the film is just horrible. Sure. Horrible. And That's then, not her fault, then though. and then like, you know, they give that character a sassy um like makeup and hair artist that she works with at the work and he's supposed to give her a makeover and that also looked terrible. Yeah, can we write like each section of the movie? So like her at the start, um, her like with Andrea in the body getting um, done up like a call girl and then, (laughs) then her looking like a Korean like, Dance pop sensation. All three hot, by the way. Yeah, Yeah. still absolutely would. (laughs) Yeah, even in the week, I I, I thought it was great. (laughs) It speaks a lot to her hotness that she was able to still retain it with that terrible wig on her head. 100%. By the way, she is 44. When was the movie made, though? 2017. Yeah, so she was almost. No, she was 38. That's almost 40. Yeah, but she's 45 I'm in this 38. Movie, isn't she? Are you calling me almost 40? Oh, you're so <laughs> close, mate. You might as well be. 
I don't like this. I thought I was um, turning. I thought I was turning thirty-eight this year, but I realized it's next year, and it was real like pick me up. <laughs> Pier Francesco Favino as Andrea, the husband. Uh, I'm really interested in Paul's opinion on this one. I seems very attractive man to me. Uh, he looks like a gremlin to me, but really, <laughs> I'm looking I, at this I, guy's I, grin, and he's just creeping the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> he he has a giant following. People worship the ground this guy walks on. I know a lot of women find him extremely sexy. Not, I just I didn't see it. Didn't see it. And really, it's not like his character was overly charismatic to make up for it. So I think, and I'm he was really smart. You wouldn't have dug that at all. How am I the only guy? No. Giving, how am I the only one of the three of us giving him a hot? <laughs> How did we end I up here? Know. Yeah, <laughs> strange. Um, you know, if I, I you're feel like I've seen him in things, right? This guy must be. Yeah, yeah, he's had famous. a Hollywood career and everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's he's talented. Like I thought he did a good job in the role. Yeah, not Pierre not arguing Francis, that. Whatever your name is, if you're listening, like don't worry, you're famous. So our opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you might as well have seen this a million times. But one of my favorite bits that he did. Um, it's not necessarily him. It's probably direction. But when she's entered his body for the first time and she's throwing up and oh, doing reflexively doing pulling the hair back to yeah do the I, stop. I was like that. that was very like yeah. just like muscle memory that's what you do i, I really like that little detail that was great yeah yeah and and we haven't seen that before so <clears throat> really well wow yeah paula calari as angelica the babysitter how old is she <laughs> she looked <laughs> how she, she looked meant like to be? mid-20s right i want to say yeah. mid-20s i'm a little worried she was meant to be like 16 she's or a something babysitter it's just like, yeah, yeah. That's the job of a thirteen-year-old kid for like it's popsicle. Right? It's possible. Yeah, I was gonna say like if she was that young, they wouldn't have let her kiss him. But then I was like, oh, it's Italy, maybe. It's, exactly. Maybe they would have, yeah. <laughs> exactly. She's definitely attractive. She's thirty-two she's attractive. now. So okay. Yeah. She's yeah. Yeah. She's, she's in her mid twenties. Yeah, yeah. She's hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what did we think of her, like, so willingly, like, breaking up this marriage? Oh, that's what was you that, do. Was it, that didn't, hot? it didn't have to be. It <laughs> didn't have to break up the marriage. It was meant to be a do little secret. So, okay. So, you're you're in favour of... <laughs> Not to break it up. Just to, like, have something in the back of his head for the rest of his life. <laughs> If you ever hire a nanny, I'm going to be looking very close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a real shame this is recorded. <laughs> uh, and let's finish off with Gabrielle Falsetta as the um, uh, makeup artist at her work. Because I thought he was hot and I just wanted to mention that. So. <laughs> Wait, and the makeup like, artist, really? Yeah, no, that's yeah. su- really surprised where you jumped to. Yeah. Yeah, and like a, I'm looking at a know, picture of him. It looks like he's in prison. This is look, he's, the face of a man <laughs> who's done crimes. He's I I okay, I've just seen it. Are you looking his at the IMDb? IMDb yeah, his IMDb Everyone picture home, is a train. Look wreck. at the IMDb picture. Paul's like this man is a, the gorgeous, beautiful, sexy dude. Uh, I don't think you're right. <laughs> in the film he looked good. I, I think when he was making this IMDb picture, he was like, I want villain roles, make me sweaty, <laughs> make me look dirty. <laughs> yeah, it's not the best picture. But, you know, I, I thought, you know, 
maybe I just, you know, he was gay, which means I could probably. He was achievable. Achievable, is what you're saying. Achievable in some way. Judging by this profile Um, picture, he's still achievable. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, Gabrielle, um, hit me up. (laughs) I know I'm the master of doing this, of like doing things in the wrong uh, part of the show. But yeah. just because I don't know else we'll do it. What did you think of the sex scene in this? Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that at all. No. Oh, yeah. That's, and that's like our MO. <laughs> it's, I was like, hot or not seems like the last chance to talk about. So, I thought I'd bring it up now. Dick fart and sex yeah. jokes, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, this isn't the first film we've had where people mm. have swapped genders and then fucked themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, Call that to this film- boy girl. <laughs> Sorry? Was uh, it Boy Girl Finger first episode? No, they didn't ever fuck as each uh-huh. other. Uh, oh. Dating the enemy, they did. Dating the enemy. Um, that French movie that the dissociates. Of that, course, the um, French movie did. Yeah, you, you watched that. <laughs> oh, as well, the nobodies. Yeah. The nobodies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They they fucked each other in in their original um, bodies, didn't they? Or I, I feel think like they did. So maybe but that, that's yeah, they I think definitely if, did. If I'm yeah. comparing it to that, that's why I thought this film was quite interesting because I think they mm. handled it like in a realistic way. I think the the first the hesitation of like mm-hmm. kind of want to, but. If I'm straight, then this is weird that I'm kissing a dude even though it's me, right? Like, th- yeah. that made sense. Then the idea of, like, fuck it, let's just try it because why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the people- This is the- this- If you- You're never going to get this opportunity again. It'd be interesting to try it. Turn the yeah. lights off. Really fumble your way through it um, in the dark, laughing sort of about it. But also, I don't know. I actually was quite impressed- with how it was handled. Yeah. I thought it was quite good. It seemed as realistic as it could be. The film also implied that female <laughs> orgasm was better than male. It's not the first. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, do you think there would be that much hesitation? Because it's essentially I I just th- I, I, I was thinking off. it as it was doing it. No, I, I don't no think way. it is. No I don't kissing, like kiss my not, beard when no, I... <laughs> no, no. I, yeah, it's not jerking off. Maybe it is... Maybe it feels that way to you as a gay man, though. Wouldn't you be curious? Paul does it in the mirror. Because think about <laughs> yeah. this way, Paul. Yeah, that's the thing. Exactly it. It's yeah. like, I'm not looking or thinking about me. Me. Fucking me. If I'm it's checking such a off. boy conversation. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Maybe you do, Paul. And that's fine. <laughs> Is it fine? Um, not here yeah, to judge. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, you know. I um, yeah, I don't know where I'm even going to go. With this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just end there. <laughs> Let's get to opinion swap, where we find some entertaining reviews of wife and husband from across the interwebs. So the first one's from Tiago Cardoso, who gives it four stars, and he says, "There's nothing like walking a mile in your spouse's heels or wielding a scalpel in an operating room." To appreciate his or her challenges and talents. What was their rating? Sorry for that one. Four stars. Mm, okay. <laughs> sure. It was that uh, the person so- writing the tagline. Like that could have been the tagline <laughs> for the movie. Also, it was very hard finding like English reviews for this film. Most of them were Italian. <laughs> um, like I was, a, I was super impressed that as a neuroscient like scientist, um, brain surgeon, he was also able to like code. As well, like, yeah, 
You really are a jack of many all talents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this one's from Marty, who gives it three stars, and they say, Me. Wait, was this all a trans allegory? And now they're both living together happily ever after as non-binary parents? Also me. Always was. I don't get the end of that. Pardon, you've lost me. But they're Always. correct. It wasn't a trans allegory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get what they're going for. I don't quite get the format of review. That would be to say that every single review. swap well, film is a trans allegory. We've talked about this, though. We've, we've wanted... I've been surprised there hasn't been more trans allegories in swap films. We'd like to see it. Mm. I don't think this was it, though. Because like you said, Brendan, yeah. you could you could argue that just about any yeah, you know, gender like, swap film no, at like, that point. issue of dysphoria <laughs> in this... Mm. Did I say the right one? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, like... I think they're try- saying, like, that ending where they both answer to mum. Sure. Kind of, yeah. I it don't just, know. To me, the implication there was that, that Andrea is dead. <laughs> that <laughs> was, but, What's the Sophia wife's name? and Andrea are dead, and they're just Sodrea. I think it was like, just Sophie. Together. I think it was two Sophies. Yeah. It was sort two of- Two Sophies, if, you reckon? Well, no, I don't think that, but that's, like, the implication. If if I think if you're going to try and interpret what was said- I don't know. It seemed more likely it was two Sophie somehow and Andrea was dead than like, a tra- I don't know, the trans allegory. I don't quite say. I want it to be there. I honestly do. I think a film should do it. I just don't think this was, I don't think it's really there for this one. No. Certainly not in a five second clip at the end. No. <clears throat> um, this was from Stephen Andrew I was going to say, Julia Louise Stegwalter, if you're listening, let us know if that's what you meant when you uh, wrote this. <laughs> Is that the name of the writer? Julia yeah. Luis well, there's, a, there's a few. Uh, Carmen Roberta Danza and Danny... Keep trying. You'll get there eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so this one's from Stephen Andrew Martin, who gives it four stars. Oh, and wow. he says, Charming, funny, smart, best body swap movie since Freaky Friday. Oof. Ooh, big shoes, That's big shoes. Big and which claim. one did they mean? Did they mean the musical? Did they mean the <laughs> yeah, 1970s? Yeah, Jodie Foster. Did they mean the TV movie with Shelley Long? Like, you got to be which more specific. still need here. to get a hold of. This one, I, I wanted to um, do at least one of the Italian reviews. Yep. So, here we go. So, this ah, one time gets, to crack out from... your racist accents. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mamma mia. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, uh, this one's from Chris Luke's... Pratt. Chris Pratt. Just go from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This one's from Lucioni. Um, he gives it one and a half stars. And he says, Stupadissimo. Tip. <laughs> Comedia media americana. What's that translate to? Yeah. This film's stupid. Uh, it's, it, it's just like an American comedy. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Fair. Fair. Yeah. I think that's an apt criticism. <laughs> and finally, uh, Freddy8599 gives a very confusing review. Okay. Because he says, I never had such a good laugh. Three and a half stars. <laughs> Imagine laughing the most you ever have in your entire life. And it's worth three and a half stars. And it's half, wow. three and a half fucking stars. Also, what in this film would make you laugh more than you ever have in your entire life? I'm not sure. The crumbling of their marriage? 
<laughs> it's like shot and fried. I'm like, oh, this, this is getting me where I'm going. <laughs> hey, do you know the uh, the uh, lead actress in Under the Tuscan Sun? D- Diane Lane. No, Julia Louise Stegerwater. I just I just looked at a picture of her. She's like an American actress known for an almost no, ordinary because, summer. Because she wrote. Oh no, did she? She. I've seen her face. She's like a. No, like a, the picture that you're looking at is Diane Lane. <laughs> <laughs> this was a real body swap. It was based on a real story. <laughs> No, the picture that you're looking at is Diane Lane. <laughs> this was the real body swap. It was based on a real story. Let's get to tenuous recommendations where we each recommend a piece of media that is linked to today's movie in some way. And a reminder, if you ever want to see a list of all the recommendations we have made on the show, head over to our letterbox page, which is linked on our website. So I'll get us started. My connection is Pierre Francesco Favino, who played um, the main character in this film, uh, Andrea. And he was in a 2013 movie called Rush. Has Have either of you guys seen Rush? Rush Hour, I've seen. It's the no, one you're talking about? No, so, okay. so this... <laughs> Two? <laughs> no. So, uh, this is a movie directed by Ron Howard. It, is this the car it, movie? Yeah. So, it's, it's directed by Ron Howard. It's written by Peter Morgan, who created and wrote most of The Crown. Mm. And it stars Chris Hemsworth, mm-hmm. Daniel Brühl, and Olivia Wilde. I have heard um, good things. And this film is fucking great. Mm. Um, I'm not a car person. I'm not a Formula One person. I know everyone under the sun has watched that Netflix Drive to Survive uh, documentary Mm -hmm. and has become obsessed with Formula One racing. I am not one of those people, but I thoroughly enjoyed this film. Uh, A period piece about a real-life rivalry between two Formula One drivers, James Hunt and Licky Lauda. Uh, mm. I think one's for Ferrari, one's for some other car brand that I don't care about. But the film um, makes you care about it and is really well directed. I think Ron Howard can make some very bland, generic movies, but this is one of his like more um, impactful films, I'd have to say. It has a lot of personality to it, um, humor, sex appeal. Um, like Chris Hemsworth is like, peak hot in this film uh, i mean he was just coming um, off probably the start of the thor franchise pretty much right like, yeah th- this is uh maybe it, just after avengers actually nothing about 2013 2012 was the avengers i'm pretty sure oh was it yeah yeah i feel like he's not as cloud-like <clears throat> as he is normally he's a bit more like human looking in this <laughs> film okay um and i i appreciate that cloud-like uh, so. Yeah, you know when people like become so muscly, they just look like a pile of clouds. The way the way you draw crowd, clouds, just like the the yeah. half circles all the way around. That's just yeah. him, all yeah. bulges. <laughs> yes, <laughs> made of balloons or something, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like okay. he's got that. Like the rock's got that cloud sure, look. Sure. Um, whereas he's like kind of like more lean and yeah, more gotcha. more my speed. Back um, in the cabin in the woods day. 
when he was still yeah. like, yeah, right. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, and, like, Olivia Wilde uh, is great in this as well. Um, Natalie Dormer from Game of Thrones cool. uh, plays a small role. Uh, so yeah, if you haven't watched it and especially if you're one of these people that has really got into like F1 in the last couple of years and you still haven't watched this film, I'd say give it a go. It's a sports movie, Paul. I know I'll like it because it's a sports film. It's yeah. Just, they're always good. Uh, what's yours, bro? Well, this was a confusing movie because it kind of had, well, it's kind of got three titles. It's got the original Italian title and then you told me it was called wife and husband and i went looking for it and one other thing is telling me it was called husband and wife it's hard to know what this movie's called so i thought i'd go for another film that's got more than one title um so that's my tenuous connection yeah so my recommendation is edge of tomorrow that was rebranded live die repeat uh the tom cruise and emily blunt sci-fi uh action film that's fucking great like, mm-hmm. didn't do well at the cinema at all, possibly because Edge of Tomorrow is a terrible title for the film. Um, what's it? What's the original manga called as well? It's like, it's got a weird title as well. Um, yeah. Anything But Kill or something like that, I think it's called. Anyway, um, yeah. and it, it's got... Uh, it, 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 the conceit is, and it's worth saying it just for the sake of like making sure you see the movie. It's kind of like Groundhog Day, but it's also an alien sci-fi action film, and it is—it's one of the best action screenplays I'd seen in years up to that point. I watched it on a plane because I'd heard it was good, but it was never gonna, like missed at the cinemas and whatnot, as everyone else did. And it was—it's just one of the best. It's—it's it's such a great film from start to finish. Tom Cruise, say what you want about him. The guy can make a fucking movie, and he's great mm-hmm. in this one. Emily Blunt's fantastic. Um, lived, I repeat. I think they're making a sequel now, actually, somehow, which is weird, but I yeah. want it to happen. Yeah, I, I watched that in cinemas, and it was a great time. But mm. I haven't... I don't think I've seen it since, but I really enjoyed it, really yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't know if I've revisited it either, but I should, because it, it was so solid, so, so good. Yeah, and I think in the in, like intervening years, like the Groundhog Day um, repeating thing has become... like We've seen it a lot lately, so... It happens they're making in another movies one, now, it happens in games. Like It's a, it's like a proper shows. genre. You If you want to yeah. do a sequel podcast... To to swap cast, do the the repeat Day, cast yeah. or something like that. Like, yeah, <laughs> you could totally find it. It's great. I think there's, it's one of those genres that's surprisingly high number of quality movies. If that makes sense, like, yeah, it's a it's a conceit that really works somehow. I think it's possibly because if you think about arcs and like growth, it's a really easy way to ex- express and show getting better like here's the same situation done differently as you sort of level up like sort of something that edge of tomorrow is very much like a video game as well and so yeah. be- because of that i think it kind of works more often than it, than it doesn't it's interesting hmm. uh brennan what's yours uh i am going to uh also do a tenuous link that's a uh, groundhog groundhog day related um the link so wasn't because it's a groundhog day genre film yeah i know but because what was your link my link was was that the the title has changed husband no well it's got different titles husband and wife or wife and husband and i guess the italian one as well and And it was live die repeat but it was edge of tomorrow to begin with yeah and so i'm like bouncing off of that and i'm doing uh another that's that's my tenuous link as well tenuously linked to my link and then linking to mine, which is Palm Springs, <laughs> which is a Groundhog Day film. 
This is not how you're supposed to do it, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> is it ever how it's meant to be with Brendan, but, though? But like, uh, you can all agree it's a it's a great film, right? It's a good film. Yeah, uh, have and you surprised said we what it is yet? Didn't, you said yeah. Uh, yeah, Palm Springs oh, is yeah, a yeah. Uh, yeah. it's a Groundhog Day <laughs> comedy sci-fi time travel vehicle. Uh, that I was involves... literally going to mention it when I was talking about Groundhog Day style films. Yes, surprise, but you I didn't. didn't, and so <laughs> that's why I'm mentioning it now because it would be a crime to not uh, watch this film if you enjoy that genre, um, and in general if you enjoy comedies. Like it stars Andy Samberg. Uh, it's got J.K. Simmons and uh, mm. that girl from How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. I uh, prefer her to think of her as the girl from... Oh, fuck. What was the other show she was in? Uh, the, the one, one, the, the one about the chip in her head. The chip in her head. I don't know. The, yeah, yeah. The chip made in for love, head. Made for love. Made for love. TV series. Yeah. Yeah. Made for love. Um, and it also has like a, uh, a brief cameo from uh, Jenna Freeman, who's like a very funny comedian that i like so uh all these things it has going for it plus it's a it's a good comedy uh that's a lot of fun and i not connected to wife and husband anyway well Um, i think we i think we can make a. well that's not a connection i think we can make a better connection can you think of a better one broad um okay here i've got one how about sci-fi romantic comedy they're both got that going for it. Yeah, it's the same that's genre. Bit- that's true. How about yeah, the I- fact I watched them both on a streaming service? Is that enough? <laughs> How about the fact that they're both movies? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you did call it tenuous. If you head over to our website, you'll see that each of us has ranked every body swap film we reviewed on the podcast. So my question is, where are we all going to put wife and husband on our lists? Brod, you've you're you've actually got a, got list. a pretty decent list. My list going. is up there now. I've got list five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen films on my list now. We're getting there. I, well, I feel like we yeah, need to films. start like publishing yours. Pardon? No, no, no. I shouldn't say films either because I think there's like five TV show episodes on here as well. But like, yeah. you get the idea. But the, the list is growing. I do, yeah. Is its own notes document on my phone now that I have to keep referring to. Um, yeah, I'm going to put this, and I think this speaks kind of to exactly what we're saying about this movie being just like right in the middle, like fine. I'm going to put it pretty much in the middle of my list, which puts it two under the community body swap episode, one under the Buffy body swap episode, one above the nobodies, which was the French body swap film we reviewed not that long ago. Yeah. Which I think is a more interesting film, but is a less competent movie. Remember we talked about that, like our big issues were like, it had these great ideas, but Mm -hmm. it didn't do a very good job of actually doing anything with those ideas. And so I'm in it. I, I do like solid. I do like, again, I had problems with the Mario brothers movie. I like it when you have a fucking arc, <laughs> when yeah. you have like the <laughs> basics, like you understand how story works. I'm going to reward it by putting it just above the no the nobodies, which means it's too above Avatar: The Way of Water, which is important to mention. <laughs> I have to say, I much preferred this to. Uh, sorry, I much preferred the nobodies to this. Like, uh, I think there's an I argument will- to be made for that. That like it is a more entertaining movie. It's also a longer yeah. movie, I think, though, or maybe yeah. it's. I can't remember if it's no, way shorter. No, I think, yeah, no, Nobody's was shorter. 
There's just like so much was packed into that movie. Yeah. So much. I I, I will always reward ambition over competence. Sure. sure. So um so I am going to put this in between the 2001 uh, Sexy Sci-Fi Exchange and the 2012 Pixar Brave. Because, um, yeah, I definitely enjoyed Exchange more with its, like, crazy, you know, softcore porn aesthetics and everything. But, uh, yeah, this definitely felt more complete than Brave did. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. 100%. Um, yeah. Brave would be a really good movie if it could just like follow through with its themes and ideas the way that this film does. Yeah. I think. Um <laughs> I'm I'm going to put it between uh and just purely I feel like watching so many of these films um has uh soured my uh, enjoyment of any of these films. So uh, it's unfortunate for wife and husband that I've seen it this late in the game. Um yeah. but I'm going to be putting it between and I thought your parents were weird, and chances are, yeah, that's a, a solid placement. Uh, and and you thought your parents were weird it was a fucking painful film that you, s- for some reason, enjoyed more than the rest of us. So it's a, it's a, um, it's a robot that's inhabited by a, that's haunted by a dead kid's father. It's great, <laughs> and somehow manages to still be boring. Is that the like plot how? of Jack Frost, but just like a a. Yeah, I never made that connection until now, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But also... It's more um, magical. (laughs) Yeah, and the mum fucks the robot. Yeah, they did. Kelly Preston did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Kelly Preston never fucks the snowman. So, (laughs) missed opportunity. (laughs) So, next episode, we are going to go all the way back to 1936 wow for a swap history lesson <laughs> one of the uh, earliest swap instances in film is it the, the earliest no oh. I, 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 I believe there was a a version of vice versa that was in the 20s I'd like to say even wow. older wow yeah so, um, and I, I've been trying to track that film. My down letters and I to the archives. <laughs> <laughs> I know a film where I rate people by how hot they are. Can I have a copy? <laughs> you know what? Like, I am devoted to that um, franchise. I actually <laughs> tracked down a copy of the original, like, 1800s book, vice versa, and read it. Wow. Like, yeah. Are you going to do a swap cast book club and do like body swap book reviews? (laughs) I hardly like cool idea. How can I read a book? Yeah. (laughs) That sounds actually fucking painful. Um, (laughs) And you're you're saying this is it? This is, but it's less time consuming. Okay, fair enough. enough. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, we're going to be doing the uh, 1936 film starring Boris Garloff. The Man Who Changed His Mind. Mm. Where Clever title. Dr. L- I already like it. It is. Uh, where Dr. Lorientz, a brilliant but unstable scientist experimenting with transferring minds, becomes vengeful when his magnate patron withdraws his support. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting one. That, yeah, that actually um, sounds like a good movie to watch. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, it's going to be interesting, like, from a film language perspective, I think. Like... How 
as you because just for you guys who have seen so many swap films to be able to go back and like say oh this is the origin of like some of the film language that we've seen so many of these films use it's become a trope or an idea this might be the origins of it the first time you ever yeah. see someone look in their pants and go oh, i've got a vagina or something like that you know like yeah <laughs> yeah this is the first time tight. somebody has changed their bodies and then inserted a tampon into their original <laughs> this is the first one <laughs> this is the one and it's too many swap bodies so it's even more interesting. Yeah, and tampons weren't even invented yet. Um, <laughs> this film invented not only the swap genre, but tampons. What a fucking remarkable movie. Um, it's just a piece of history that we're covering here. Um, and there's one detail of this film that will fucking make you jizz your pants, Brendan. <laughs> it goes for... It goes for one hour. Oh, wow. You only have to spend one hour of your life watching this film. <laughs> um, did you just cream yourself? Uh, yeah, you did. There's a bit of a build-up. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. Before we go, we have to do a new segment to the show uh, by Brendan's request. Uh, so, uh, Brod's just finished the the final ever episode of the Hunting Seasons podcast, which he did for six years. We did. Um, and to commemorate that, Brendan would like to introduce a new segment to our show called Let's Berate Brod for the shows he hasn't reviewed on his show. <laughs> Are you co-hosting this with Stephanie or...? <laughs> this is definitely uh, bring it back for another episode. <laughs> I gotta be there. It's my segment, right? <laughs> uh, so uh, I'll, you know, leave the floor to Brendan. Uh, time to berate Broad. Um, first, can I say congratulations? Um, oh, thank you. I appreciate that, Brendan. <laughs> so nice. Um, but let me just say, it's um, criminal and a detriment to your podcast. <laughs> The legacy we leave behind. Um, yeah, it, it is, like, smeared. Because, first of all, how do you not do uh, Dispatches from Elsewhere? It's an amazing show. How did you miss that one? You didn't do Severance. Once again, how do you do a show about... We tried. Of- I wanted to no, do no, no, Severance. No, 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 no. The no, no, other no. two? The right of reply. <laughs> severance... <laughs> It was a film I wanted. It was a show I wanted to do. And I want to say right now, mini review right here. Fantastic. One of the best first seasons of a sci-fi show I've watched in years. Five out of five. Uh, can't wait for That's season great. two. That's great. But here and now, um, will Paul you and I and Liam, my brother, actually <laughs> did discuss Severance on the podcast. Just wasn't a review. We did our best. When you're making a show where you're watching a season of television and reviewing it each and every episode... Up to 50 reviews in one season, would you believe? The first season, we still had time. Um, the Yeah, you, you struggle to find chance to review all of them and convince your co-host to watch another fucking season of television. So, it slipped under the radar, I admit, but it doesn't mean we didn't talk about it. I think it's there. you guys missed out on <laughs> <laughs> some really good shows. and um, Yeah, we acknowledge that. It's We even have a bit in our finale talking oh, about the shows being we did so, get to review. Uh, <laughs> Accommodating of my <laughs> wrath. Yes. What I'm Scream hearing, Brendan. What I'm hearing, Brendan, <laughs> is that you need to start your own review TV show review podcast, and then you can discuss I, those I, shows. Try transitioning like. this thing. And <laughs> <laughs> this ship is uh, so well and truly sailed. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Yeah, there's a lot. I'd be interested to see Brendan's TV review show, like to see a review show from the perspective of someone that can never remember anyone's name, <laughs> details of anything. <laughs> what does that person have to think about TV shows? Um, well, the purport, uh, it, yeah, that's how it would go. <laughs> Inspiring. <laughs> All right. Anything uh, else? Any other shows with, we should have missed? Yeah. yeah. There's got to be more Anything. than two. No, I said the other two as well. What were the other ones? The other No, the other two. Oh, the other show. two. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> this Actually, is another like show that we fucking- did- <laughs> This is like that bloody interview where on Fox News where the guy was talking about <laughs> you first? and the. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we actually did discuss the other two or Damask, and I think Paul uh, talked about. Yeah. It. I never saw it, but it yeah. definitely got discussed um, again. And on a side note, it's coming back to Australian streaming. Uh, May 4th, everybody, when, since you've subscribed to Binge to watch Husband and Wife, you've got it. So you can watch uh, the other two streaming from May 4th, season one and two in full, and then season three weekly from there. It's one of the best shows on TV, and it's hilarious. 20-minute episodes. Which one do you think they should watch, watch first? And Hus- Succession, Wife and, and Husband, Barry. or the other two? <laughs> and Taskmaster. I think... Uh, I would put maybe maybe Succession above. Succession, uh, yeah. Actually, I would put other two, and then Succession, and then Husband and Wife or Wife. Succession and is having an incredible and then season. Barry, you can S- have Succession. a big old uh, miss. <laughs> you can you can put that <laughs> no. at the bottom of the pile. <laughs> what? I, this I is mean, why you I don't have, have a TV kind of, review podcast. <laughs> I have to kind of agree with Brendan. I gave up on Barry, oh my but God. um. Like the other two, like Succession is amazing. Like it is so good on every level. I'm so the sad there's only four episodes like, left. Yeah, and but the the pure enjoyment I get out of other two and the rewatchability of other two, like I can just rewatch those episodes over and over again. Yeah. Like it has to be the top for me. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. Is that is that it? Do you do you need a break, Brod, anymore? I'll save it for the next time he's on. Okay. Make a list. On that, though, Brad, I really have to say um, to our listeners, they should discover the Hunting Seasons podcast even now it's over. Um, it's still well worth rediscovering. Um, there's six amazing years, uh, sorry, six years of amazing episodes, um, some with me on them. A lot a without lot, me. A lot with you on it, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I managed to weasel my way in. Um, you got and- quite a shout-out, actually. You got mentioned multiple times uh, in the finale, not just by us, but by listeners as well. Yeah, uh, which was lovely to hear. But I actually, the in you, you have a really great last episode where you kind of sum up your experiences and the bit where um, Damask was kind of like summing up your friendship, that mm. was that's what got me in the feels. So yeah, I don't know. Too. If that was if that was me, this is never gonna happen. But just say if this was me and <laughs> oh, I might episode, write something then, lovely and say it about you. Yeah. I mm, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But if that happened, I would be a mess. But it's not gonna happen. But I'm surprised that you weren't a mess. When she was saying that, 
like I was a mess. Didn't, I didn't have a fucking were... clue what to say at the time. I'm not usually <laughs> I'm not usually one lost for words, and I was like completely lost. Um, yeah, I put a lot of prep into that episode, and I did not prepare for that. That was uh, kind of nowhere. It was very, <laughs> imagine, very very nice. Imagine if like <laughs> it didn't record. And- you're like, could you please do it all again? <laughs> that, w- that would have been just having to fake it like you're doing it for the first time. Yeah. That would have been hilarious, Brendan. Would have been so funny. I was thinking, imagine if you... It, instead of like a heartfelt response to her, like decide to roast the shit out of her and do this really. <laughs> yeah, so you just have this, this paper you and crumple you, up. And, and you go it. first, you go first, and then she does that. <laughs> like, no, similar to what I did at the start of this podcast with you, it's like, actually, before we go, Damas, just had a couple of things I wanted to critique, <laughs> some suggestions for how you can do this better next time we make a podcast. <laughs> Get rid of that lisp. That lisp is not helping. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say all those things. Um, I wouldn't recommend starting with the last episode, though, if you are going to listen. Uh, it's very yeah. self indulgent and really something to listen to once you're a fan already. Um, yeah. But I am proud of that. Though, yeah, 200 review episodes. 40-odd bonus episodes, um, including off-topic hot topics. With a lot of them were with Paul, discussing heaps of TV news and TV shows been watching that we didn't review. There's lots there. Just uh, huntingseasonspodcast.com or uh, from there, actually, from the, the website, there's a sortable like document you can go to, look at the shows we've reviewed. You can put them in alphabetical order. You can, based on review, you can find the episodes that Paul's in based on the notes section. So, you can start with one of those or just put a TV show title plus hunting seasons in Google bar, search bar and you'll probably find something. So, until next time, don't be a piece of shit on the ground, DPW, and review us on iTunes or Spotify. And I was Paul Mitzi. I was Brendan Levi. (laughs) 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 Sorry, I could hear Tommy crying, and I I just thought you were mugging that. Uh, (laughs) Believe it. Um, yeah, Brad, your turn. <laughs> I was Broderick Gordis. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> the Swapcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Two Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.